Podcast Help Desk, number 33, for December 16th, 2014. The Podcast Help Desk is where we go deep into the technology of podcasting, help you with the problems you may run into, and when we have a chance, review new gadgets, services, and solutions for podcasters. To keep your podcast running smoothly, it takes some tech. That's what Podcast Help Desk is here for, to smooth out the geek speak and put it in more or less plain English. The main audience for this podcast is those who have podcasts and want to tweak the tech to get better sound, a better website, a more reliable feed, or a more streamlined workflow. Also, for podcasting beginners that don't want to make all the mistakes themselves. Here's your host, Mike Dell. And good evening, good morning, good afternoon, whatever the case may be. This is, of course, Mike Dell. And uh, let's see, sorry for the little bit late release of this one. I'm recording it uh, a day late, actually a week and a day late because I skipped last week, but who's counting? Anyway, got lots to uh, talk about tonight. First of all, I've got a new voice feedback line, regular phone line. And uh, if you want to call in a question, you can uh, dial 231-421-4490, and that's available 24-7. You're not going to wake anybody up because it won't ring anywhere. I'll just get an email saying somebody uh, used the voicemail line. So that, again, is 231-421-4490. Of course, Podcast Help Desk is a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. That's what they tell me to say anyway. <laughs> anyway, got a couple of of anniversaries to celebrate or of sorts or milestones, I guess would be more accurate. Of course, you know uh, Todd Cochran over at Geek News Central. Uh, a little while back, he celebrated his 10th year anniversary. And last night, he recorded his show number 1,000 for the Geek News Central show. So congratulations to Todd over there in Honolulu for reaching that milestone. There's not very many podcasters that have reached show 1,000. There's a, there's a few. I know another one, uh, Tom Wiles, over at uh, the Trucker Tom podcast, and uh, he's somewhere in the, I think, 17 or 1800s, but <laughs> he's a podcasting uh, maniac at times. He goes in spurts, like I do. Anyway, and another uh, milestone, uh, and this one is an anniversary, and that's uh, the podcast answer man, Cliff Ravenscraft. He did his very first podcast episode and he's done probably close to 3,000 by now all together between all the shows that he's done. And uh, anyway, that was nine years ago as of, I believe, uh, today. Yeah, 12-16-2005, he put out his first episode of any podcast. And that was, uh, if I remember correct, the uh, one of the Lost podcasts, the TV show Lost. So if you want to go check that out, there's a link to his very first episode uh, right there on the top of the show notes over at podcasthelpdesk.com. And let's see, there's a a little bit of news. Uh, Let me uh, open these up so that I can, uh, can get it right. Of course, we know all about the patent troll suits 
uh, personal audio has sued several groups and individuals uh, over the podcasting patent. And <clears throat> let's see, Adam Carolla settled with them uh, somehow, and uh, CBS and, and a few others paid him off. And the EFF now is challenging Personal Audio's whole patent before the uh, U.S. Pat, uh, was it uh, Patent and Trademark Office. So that'll happen this week. Uh, Personal Audio claims it owns a patent that covers podcasting, but EFF asserts that many examples of what many consider podcasting existed before the patent was ever issued. Let's see, Personal Audio claims they invented it back in 96, but they didn't get the patent until 2009. So, I don't know, should be interesting, because if uh, the trademark office decides that uh, the patent is void, then all the lawsuits are instantly void. So, uh, that that would be a good thing, I think. Anyway, I've got a couple of articles, one from GamePolitics.com and... Another one from Consumerist, Uh, a couple of uh, stories about that, give you kind of the background of it. And let's see, the the other thing I wanted to hit before we get into the meat of the show is PowerPress 6 Beta 3 was released early this morning to uh, beta testers, uh, myself included. And if no trouble pops up, the final release should go public this week. And once it does, I'll give you a full rundown of its new features and all that good stuff. So look for that in a future episode. You remember a while back I was talking about Auphonic, which is a uh, service to you know level your audio and get it to the the standard minus 16 lufs <laughs> standard for loudness. Anyway, uh, I found out a, a little uh, hitch in the way I was doing things, so hopefully this, this file sounds even better than the last few, is the online version of Auphonic and the desktop version for encoding MP3s uses the lame encoder. And the lame encoder is that lame MP3 encoder that comes with Audacity. And, you know, I've always told you that if you're going to use Audacity, output your file as a wave and then convert it in iTunes. And that way you'll use the Fraunhofer MP3 encoder, which is a much better encoder for constant bitrate mp3s if you're going to use variable bitrate which i wouldn't recommend unless you're putting out an album or something of just music i wouldn't use it on podcasts then the lame encoder is just fine but uh, for constant bitrate it's definitely not as good although be honest with you i couldn't tell the difference the last few episodes of this show so i'm going to try a couple of things i did go ahead and buy the desktop version and the only reason I did that is when, you know, you record to WAV, the WAV files get rather big. Open up, let's see what last uh, the last show was. For uh, this, uh, the last show was a half a gigabyte, 593, a little over half a, a gigabyte. It was 93, or 593.8 megabytes. 
for the wave version of of last uh, of episode. I guess it's episode thirty one. I got here. Let's see what, what the so thirty two. Uh, that was six hundred and eighty one megabytes. So, and then the uh, final file that I uploaded was thirty one point two megabytes. So you know. But using the online version, you've got to upload to Auphonic, and then they send you back a link to download the finished product. Well, if I'm going to upload a half a gig, that's going to take a while. So I think what I'm going to do is use the desktop version. I'm going to go to Wave, record to Wave, and then I'll run it through Auphonic, and then I'll put it back in... uh, Audition, in my case, or iTunes, and convert it to MP3 there and tag it there. So it's not quite as handy as the online version, but I don't really want to wait here while half a gigabyte to upload. So that's what we're just going to have to do for the time being. So let me know if, if it sounds any better, if you notice any difference at all. Dude, what's up with that? All right, on to the topic of the show, at least uh, the main topic, and that is new and notable. Everybody talks about iTunes new and notable, getting listed there, and uh, as soon as you get listed there, you're going to make a million bucks and have hundreds of thousands of listeners, and all will be well in the podcasting world. Well, as you might suspect, I don't believe that's true. It's really not that important. It's cool. Believe me, it's cool to see your uh, tag, you know, your uh, album art up there on on uh, iTunes in the podcast area. But the jump is negligible. And if you get there too early, you know, say you've got five episodes under your belt total, I guarantee any, you go back to anybody, any experienced podcasters, episode number five, I mean, I'm not talking about episode five of their current show, if they've done multiple shows, because, you know, my first episode of the last few shows I've started isn't too bad. But, you know, say the fifth episode of anybody that has just started podcasting and isn't used to it and all that, their fifth show is not their best show. It might be pretty good, but it's not their best show. So if you've only got five episodes and you get a new and notable People are going to go, wow, this is pretty neat. I'm going to try this show out. And then they listen to it and say, yeah, it's not good. And then they drop off. So what good was it to be there in the first place if you weren't ready to be there? That's the first thing. And the second thing, okay, I've been an avid podcast listener since before, heck, before podcasting even existed, really, because I was downloading MP3s of radio shows, archives and stuff, and listening to it on my old uh, uh iPod way back in the day, you know, back in 2003, 2004, you know, whenever the iPad pod first came out, I had one and uh, I used it for that. So, you know, this, this whole idea of podcasting isn't new and I have yet to ever click on anything in iTunes new and notable. Uh, In fact, it's very rare that I even find anything in iTunes that I want to listen to. I usually find it other ways. Uh, you know, the number one way people get found is through Google or Bing or Yahoo or whatever other search engine you might use, but it's from websites. And that's why I'm always pounding 
on people to get your own website. Don't use, you know, a proprietary system where your website isn't yours. You know, get a .com domain name, put up your own website, and then direct everybody to that. That's, you know, that's what I always say. But new and notable, it, although, you know, like I said, it's neat and it, it's all good and, and there's nothing wrong with it. But if you focus on that, you're going to be sadly disappointed. I had one in new, new and noteworthy uh, back when, or new and notable, new and noteworthy. Uh, I got to look that up so I can uh, correct my show notes. But anyway, uh, in that list, I, I was in that list with the uh, ham radio pod class back when it started, and we had gotten, you know, almost done with the technician course and started on the general course, and we were in that for a while. And did we get a boost? Yeah, we got a little boost. But being it was about ham radio, only people that were moderately interested in ham radio listened to it. And if they were moderately interested in ham radio to begin with and knew about podcasting, they'd have probably Googled it by then. So, like I said, I really doubt that the that the new and noteworthy was was worthwhile. So, anyway, that's my opinion on it. Uh Todd Cochran uh, over at Geek News Central, as we mentioned at the top of the show, uh, says it best all the time. He says, don't get wrapped around the axle about new and noteworthy. So, anyway, that's my uh, two cents on that. And this isn't really similar lines, but another thing that I've noticed a lot is feedvalidator.org. Everybody, you know, wants to check their feed there, and that's good. You know, even PowerPress sends you there to check your feed. And do that. Please check your feed. But don't always trust what feedvalidator.org has to say. Feedvalidator.org is hopelessly out of date. It, it comes up with errors, and, or not even errors, they're, they're warnings. So, in, you know, if you get a congratulations there, don't worry about it. You're good regardless of what the warnings say. But it'll fail you on certain things that are not failures, such as uh, if you have your iTunes order tag filled out. Okay, every podcast aggregator out there, you know, iTunes, Stitcher, you know, whatever, all the apps for Android that, that are available, all that stuff knows about that tag. But Feed Validator doesn't know about that tag, so it counts that as a failure. So it'll say, your feed doesn't validate. And I get these panicky emails, my feed's not validating, blah, 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 you know. No, no, it's just they don't know about that tag. There is a, a, a new-to-me one, and I don't know how new it is, castfeedvalidator.com. Not .org, castfeedvalidator.com. Now, it does something kind of cool. It, it brings up a preview, basically, of what your show would look like in a feed reader. And it goes through and does all the same things that Feed Validator does. Now, I did notice when I went there today and validated Podcast Help Desk's uh, feed at uh, podcasthelpdesk.com slash podcast.xml, when I went to validate that feed, it said that my iTunes art should be 1400 by 1400. Well, I've adopted the new standard and now it's 2048 by 2048. 
Okay, so cast feed validator doesn't know about that yet or hasn't programmed that in there. I'm sure the people behind it know about it. But uh, so, you know, use feed validator, sure, because it's quick, it's easy. And if you get a congratulations there, you're probably okay. But if something seems wrong, then go to cast feed validator and check that out. Just, you know, see if that works and see what it says. And, you know, then worry about it. But for the most part, if you get a pass at uh, feedvalidator.org, then uh, you're good to go. And that brings us to the blueberry tip of the week. And we're going to talk about feed sizes. Uh, iTunes and most of the other RSS reader apps and, and podcast apps and all that have a maximum feed size of 512K. Yep, only 512K. That's half a megabyte. It's pretty small. But if you, you know, you have 50 or 60 episodes in there, your feed can become too big. And then what will happen is iTunes will quit pulling it and Blueberry will quit pulling it and whatever other aggregators will quit pulling it and then people just stop getting your show. That's not good. So you want to make sure your feed size is less than 512K. So to do that, using PowerPress, there's this uh, feed maximizer and you go into the feeds tab of the PowerPress settings. And in there, you can set your number of items to show in the feed. And then right below that's feed maximizer. And what that does is it takes the uh, first 10 and le- first 10 posts and leaves them alone. It doesn't do anything with those. But after number 10 in the feed, 11 through however many you have in the feed, takes out some of the unnecessary things and takes out some of the verbiage in your show notes. And, you know, it'll, it just maximizes the number of episodes you can have. iTunes has a strict limit of 299, I think, or 300. And so, you know, you never want to go more than that, but, uh, you know, by that time, you know, people aren't going to be listening to your three-year-old shows or or 10-year-old shows or however many shows you got there to get up to 300. You know, it depends. If you're doing a daily, you know, so be it. But all I'm saying is, you know, you can bump that all the way up to 300 and turn on feed maximizer and you'll never have to worry about uh, your feed size getting too big, at least not your podcast-only feed that's generated by PowerPress. Things, you know... And it's not that important to have all that extra stuff in there after the first 10. And you get a, a warning right there in PowerPress saying, you know, we, or a recommendation that says, well, we recommend, you know, keeping it, you know, 10 or less episodes in your feed. Well, you can really ignore that now with that feed maximizer. And I don't know if PowerPress 6 has changed that recommendation or that warning, but I guess I'll find out. But anyway, that's uh, that's how you keep your feed smaller. If you're on another platform, well, I can't help you there. Or, well, maybe I can. Ask the question and I'll, I can research it. Put it that way. <laughs> and the obligatory ad. Please use promo code NOBS for a free month of podcast hosting at any level at Blueberry.com or for a free month of premium podcast statistics. Either one. Use that over at blueberry.com or come over here and to 
podcasthelpdesk.com and click on the banner. The one with the with the big W blueberry. <laughs> so anyway. And here's my little mini rant. And we'll uh get out of here. But uh how to get support that you need when you're just starting out. Or even if you're not just starting out. And okay, first off I wanna tell you, all right, I am not speaking for Blueberry. I'm not speaking for Raw Voice. I'm not speaking for anybody but myself. Because this happens regardless. It happens through Blueberry. It happens through uh, my other interests and even family members. But support, you, you know, first off, when someone sends me an email so says something to the effect of ASAP or fix it immediately, it doesn't help me. It, it makes me want to just ignore them for a while. And I'm getting better about not doing that. But, you know, just because you're having an emergency does not mean the person that you're contacting has an emergency. And it's probably not really an emergency. But anyway, but as a rule of thumb, you get what you pay for. You know, if you get a, if you're using a free product, then you should expect poor or non-existent tech support. Now, in the case of Blueberry, our free products are probably supported better than most. We have a great forum that uh, we go through on a daily basis. Somebody will answer the question within 24 hours, usually, on the forum. I mean, there are times where nobody's available, but for the most part, 24 hours. That's pretty darn good for a free product. If you get a cheap product, you know, something that's way cheaper than it really ought to be, then you can expect some support. But don't expect that spending $5 is going to get you thousands of dollars in personal consulting and handholding. It's not the way it works. I mean, at some point, you know, either the price goes up or the, or the uh, support goes away, one or the other. So just, you know, get your expectations right. If you're paying, you know, a cheap price for something, then you're going to have, you know, you're going to have support. But don't expect, you know, hand-holding top-level support. And as my uh, old Air Force instructor used to say, RTFM, which stands for Read the Fracking Manual. Only not fracking, something else, I'm sure. <laughs> anyway, uh, but read the manual. I mean, for most free and or cheap products, there's usually an extensive set of documentation. You know, you, it's your job, go find that. Uh, I know for in the case of Blueberry, we spend an awful lot of time on documentation and we're constantly updating all that stuff. So it's out there. Google is your friend. You know, use it, read about it. You know, as I always say, this podcasting stuff is easy if you get the education. I mean, it's not hard to learn, it's not really difficult stuff. You don't have to be a super geek to do podcasting, but you do have to put in the time to learn some stuff. I mean, you know, read, uh, listen to other podcasters, listen to the podcast help desk. You know, I tell you about all kinds of stuff and sooner or later you'll, you'll learn it, but you know, do the due diligence. Don't just expect somebody on the other end of a support line to walk you through every little thing, you know, cause 
you know, okay, from personal experience, I send somebody a list of step-by-step. I say, okay, do one, then do two. And when you're done with two, do three, and so on. And I'll get an email after one. Okay, I did one. How, how, how do I know I can go ahead to do two? Well, just do two. And then two, then they email me back. Well, I, I'm not sure I should do two because um, blah, 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 blah. You know, it's like, dude, I've been doing this for a long time. I know what I'm doing. Here's what you need to do. Just do it. And if you want to read more about it, we have the documentation available or Google it. I mean, I'm sure it's been discussed before. Go check out the forums. There's, it's just great, great information out there. And there's lots of, uh, lots of ways to learn this stuff for free. Of course, here at podcasthelpdesk.com, I do my best and, you know, I will answer your question for free on the show. So dial that number, 231-421-4490, or email me at mike at mikedell.com or podcasthelpdesk at gmail.com. I mean, there's ways to get hold of me. Click the send a voicemail tab there on the website. There's, you know, just ways to get a hold of me. Get a hold of me. Ask a question for the show. If you don't mind waiting, I'll answer it on the show. So there's a f- one free way to get support. Uh, Podcast Answer Man uh, has a, uh, a free little course called Podcasting 101, I think. Anyway, there's a link to the uh, show notes there. And as I say uh, about everything FeedBurner, please ignore his advice about FeedBurner. It's out of date. That's all I'll say about that. And let's see, create.blueberry.com slash manual. That's the podcasting manual written by all of us over at Blueberry. There's a whole bunch of background info and, and things about how different parts of podcasting works. And it's a free resource. Go over there, look around, read something, learn about it. If you're going to be in this space... Learn about it. The education will save you money. Because if you've got to call me or, or you know, any other uh, podcast consultant expert, you know, it's, it's going to cost you considerably more money than if you would have learned it yourself. Now, a lot of people have lots of money and, and not so much time. Well, you know, go for it. <laughs> I'll do it for, I'll do it on the clock. Uh, there's lots of other people out there that'll do it on the clock. So it's not a bad way to go if, uh, if time is more important than money. But, you know, invest the time to learn some of this stuff because it's, it, you know, it can only serve you in the future, uh, keep you out of trouble. Uh, another free course with the same uh, ignore anything about feed burner is uh, Pat Flynn's Smart Passive Income, How to Start a Podcast tutorial there. And it's free. He's got a lot of, uh, of affiliate link uh links in it and you know that's how he makes his living so why not but uh, there's a lot of good information there ignore the part about feed burner and in my case ignore the part about Libsyn of course that's the same with Cliff too and most of them they all all do Libsyn so <laughs> Libsyn's not bad but I prefer Blueberry and you know yeah you know the drill <laughs> And here's an inexpensive paid way. And this one is an affiliate link. That's my friend Dave over at schoolofpodcasting.com. And you join his uh, 
paid site section there, it's kind of an ongoing tutorial. There's lots of videos to look at. There's you know, weekly or bi-weekly. I don't know how often he does them, little jam sessions where you can ask questions and all that. And uh, it's just a great little community. And you'll learn a lot. And that's that's a good one. And, of course, that's an affiliate link, like I said. And it's marked so on the show notes. But check that out if you want to get into something like that. It's not that expensive. And uh, it's probably well worth it. And then there's the expensive, but pretty good from what I hear. And that's the uh, podcasting A to Z course that Cliff puts on. Again, ignore the feed burner part. But other than that, Cliff puts on a good class. He knows what he's talking about. For the most part, like I said, ignore the feed burner part. I got to stop saying that, don't I? But anyway, uh, you know, there's, there's options out there. And, you know, go back to uh, podcast help desk number 24. Uh, that's podcasthelpdesk.com slash 24. And there's all kinds of uh, resources and other podcasts about podcasting. I mean, you know, sp- spread the love around, uh, you know, get, get educated, you know, and as I always say, is my way is the best way I know how to do it, but it may not be the best way for you. So, you know, find what works best for you. So, anyway, with that, and I got to stop saying anyway. You know, I should start to some sort of thing where I, uh, somebody calls, out, calls me out on saying anyway, uh, I pay them something. I don't know, something like that. And I've got a couple of uh, giveaways I'm going to... Announce next show, uh, should, should, which should be uh, Christmas week. There, uh, I don't know, what is it, 23rd, I guess? I don't know. Somewhere in that that first couple of days of, of the week, I'll have another show coming out, and I'm going to have some giveaways. I've got a, a couple of microphones, and I've got a couple of uh, inexpensive mixers. I've got a, a couple of five-channel mixers. Uh, you know, they're not not going to be the greatest thing for having, you know, five guests in the studio and all that, but it's good enough to get your mic on it. And it's good enough to, uh, you know, inject in, uh, you know, so, uh, some sounds, you know, like I play from time to time. Uh, I'm not going to push any buttons. I was going to show off and push some buttons, but anyway, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, you can put your soundboard on it or you can plug an iPhone into it and all that. And I was going to talk about uh, recording to Skype this episode, and uh, I didn't have enough time to do all the research I needed, and I heard that Skype changed something which caused a lot of the apps to record Skype to fail, such as Pamela, but I don't know that. I'm going to have to dig out the Windows machine from underneath wherever it's been laying for the last six months, dust it off, update it, and uh, play around with it, so... I'll have a, a future episode about recording Skype conversations. So if you have any questions about that, get them in. If you have any questions about anything, get that in. And if you want to support the show, go uh, look at the sidebar on the right side of podcasthelpdesk.com. There's an Amazon link there, and I might be too close to Christmas to get your uh, Christmas shopping in. But if you still got some Amazon Christmas shopping to do, over to my site, click the banner, and then go do your shopping, and I'll get a little bit of, of a commission. It won't cost you any more, and it'll support the show here. It's also Bluehost. If you don't have any domains, or if you don't have any uh, 
uh, hosting for your website, uh, Bluehost. And right now it's six ninety five a month. So that's not bad, and it's pretty good hosting. And they've got WordPress available. And if you do do that, send me the uh, proof that you bought it through my affiliate link, and I will uh, help you set up WordPress. I'll, I'll give you a free hour of consulting. That's, that's basically one-on-one consulting, and we'll get your website up and running over at Bluehost. But for that six ninety five a month, I believe if you sign up for a year, you get a free domain. So that saves you, what, 12 15 bucks, right there. Uh, let's see what else we got over there. I guess that's, uh, that's it. Uh, oh, hey, it was kind of funny. Uh, last episode, I started talking about Two Thumbs Up Media, which is another podcast directory that I'm involved in. And I'm waiting for it to come up. But uh, there was a... a what looked like a podcast cover art thing there that said uh, I'd rather be podcasting and I thought it was a show of some sort and once I clicked on it it was a t-shirt <laughs> a t-shirt that said I'd rather be podcasting so anyway that banner's not there this time so. anyway uh, go check out the, see there five bucks go check out the uh website at podcasthelpdesk.com for all the links and whatnot. This will be at podcasthelpdesk.com slash 33 and I will catch you later. Thanks for listening to the Podcast Help Desk. If you would like Mike to answer your question on the show, email podcasthelpdesk at gmail.com or better yet, record a voice message at podcasthelpdesk.com See you next time.